Let's get it then. Let's get it. Salud. Salud. Let's go, baby. Yo, maybe I should learn the trumpet and play that sound on the trumpet. Imagine how that would sound. I would get pumped up. You imagine you bring it to the studio and you just add add it on top of it. I don't mute us and you just bam. I wanna play some (laughs) Vessel Pluma shit. Fuck, that'd be lit, man. And we're back for episode 73. Oh, yeah, we are back for episode 73 because of technical issues last week, folks. If you guys missed us last week, you did not have an issue with your podcast app. It was that we had issues with our podcast gear. We tried a remote episode because of uh, some personal scheduling conflicts. And then we played it back. I tried to edit it, and then it's just... It was just terrible. It was horrible. Imagine doing it like... Doing the podcast with that sound in your in your headphones. The whole time you had that? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> You're like, Omar sounds even more stupid than usual. Omar's like, and I'm trying to piece together what you're saying. But, it, yeah, it's and crazy. I was just like, okay, this it, is. It's crazy because from my side, even on the other apps, that I use a different app to record it. Uh-huh. Clear. It's just on our, on our uh, video recording app. So, I don't know. I got to look into that. But the live episode went fine apparently but yeah so we're redoing episode 73 but with new content folks my name is omar i'm here with cesar and we just had a turned weekend we sure cesar. did that's our top news that's like the headlines right there. the headline is goal-sided turns up in san jose let's go and it was a good freaking turn up like DJ was out there bumping the music. We had drinks. We had the matracas. We had un enmascarado coming through. Like, everything was going oh, on. Oh, for real? Sick. I just remembered the enmascarado came through, and he's, like, trying to talk to us, and we're all faded. And he was vlogging, too, like, as yeah, he's, and he's trying like, to talk hey, to us. Vamos a ganar ahora. We're just like, okay, sí, yeah. No, dude, it was fun. Um, I was hoping we could hit over 50 people and I swear we're well over 50 because there were so many people around. We took maybe four car lengths wide of space. We had three, two or three games of, uh, three tables set up with game drinking games. We had the food out. We had some kids stopping by. We had a couple people just kind of stop by to say what's up. Some of the people from, the cars over came over for some shots. Yeah. Uh so it was a lot of fun. The boy DJ Los. Shout out DJ Los. He tore it up, completely tore it up. Um great feedback from everybody. The music was bumping. Everybody was like, I just followed the music and I knew that's where you guys were. Yeah, it was sick. Then the Earthquakes uh media team came by. Yeah, we had some homies from the media team come by, took pictures of us, took video of us. We'll see if we ever End up on the socials. If not, we'll just get it from them. Um, But no, yeah, um, it was overall an amazing experience, an amazing outing. So much fun. Did we get a little turn? Of course we did. We sure did. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it was awesome. And the Quakes moved on. The Quakes clinched it. They got a tie. Tie and moved on. Um, we'll, uh, do a little bit of a wild card preview later, but by the time y'all hear this, you'll know if the Quakes moved on or if Kansas City moved on or New York or Charlotte and the other, uh, wild card. But no, yeah, such a great time. We'll keep doing them. Yep. Let us know if you guys are not from the area, from, from the LA area, somewhere feasible for us. Maybe, maybe we'll bring it on the road. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in L.A., it would be cool. I've had a couple people on Twitter say, if you guys are ever out here in L.A., come through. Let's go. So, so imagine that. Us keep an eye out. At an LAFC game, not L.A. Galaxy. Uh, yeah, no, no Carson FC. Puro. It would be fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll, if you're a brand, sponsor our journey. <laughs> <laughs> we got a whole action-packed agenda for everybody. Uh, we got some news out of Carson. We got some news out of Miami with MLS stuff going on. 
we got some news out of Mexico with Con los Cuervos, and we'll go over um, a whole jam-packed week of soccer, all of these games. We got Champions League. We got uh, we had La Liga over the weekend. We had uh, Premier League over the weekend. And then we'll bring it on home with games to watch. Let's do it, man. Let's get it. So in top news, let's bring it on out with uh, Carson FC. The biggest thing because they lost one of their designated players, Douglas Costa. They've decided to part ways with him. Yeah, it's crazy. I know this season he was doing decent, right? Yeah, he was picking it up. But I remember us making a TikTok video saying, yo, like we hella forgot that was still part of the roster. Yo, that one did pretty well, too, because people were like, no, he's doing okay. Uh, uh, but in 19 games in this season, he had three goals and seven assists. Yeah, for being one of the top paid players in that team, you have to produce more than three goals. Yeah. like I mean, seven on. assists is great, but I don't know. My boy, Christian Espinosa, has been putting up 10 assists for like the past five years. Up. Uh, easy peasy. But yeah, I mean, he has been picking it up. Seems like maybe his work ethic's been better. I could see him going to La Serie in Brazil to a pretty good squad. Saudi Arabia, he's going. They're big money, you think? Yeah, somewhere in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's the move right now. It is. Go I get a little. Go. go get your bag. Get another paycheck. He was sitting on his ass for the past two years, so <laughs> now he can move to Saudi Arabia and sit on his ass for another two. That's true. So. No, I mean, in, in Saudi Arabia, he, they might be. Uh, they might have more higher expectations. I don't know. But higher than LA Galaxy? Yeah, I mean, who <laughs> who cares in LA? They just looked like they were going to do okay, and then they just shut the bed and didn't make playoffs. Yeah. So, like, in, I think they could do a better job with their designated players. They need yeah. to get players that will fight for this squad. Like, they had, uh, what was that full name? Robbie Keane back in the day. Oh, true. Right? David Beckham, obviously. Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan would die for that club. Yeah. Right? Like, those are the people that you need. Um, and I, I don't think Douglas Costa gave you that. Ah, Chicharito kind of, but I mean, tampoco. Yeah, Chicharito. I mean, his li- he cares more about his freaking live streams. Exactly. Uh, I mean, now no, he's I mean, got a torn up knee. Yeah, he does. Uh, but Douglas Costa, since he got there, you kind of just felt like he was just chilling. Like it was no big deal. Yeah. So you need somebody who's going to come in, maybe a little younger. Um, like your a Christian Espinosa would be perfect on uh, that type of player that can give you on the field product and you know make a di- make a difference for that club. Yeah, I mean they got to look just across the street basically at uh, what LAFC is doing with all the transfers that they bring. Man, yeah. uh, LAFC I feel like transfer after transfer brings pretty solid names, and it just doesn't reflect that way with LA Galaxy. Them's be fighting words. All right, let's move it on to the U.S. Women's National Team ex coach Andonovsky. He got uh, he got the job as the Kansas City Current coach in NWSL. I think it's pretty good for the league to get some big names like that, especially bringing in somebody from such a big job like the number one team in the world, the women's national team. Uh, but he got the he took the back way out. He did. Um, he had a lot of conflict, it seemed like, in the locker room. So it's he's kind of taking a step, not a step back, but it's just a different role, different expectations now being with current. Um, it's a more a day-to-day, not like a selection. Um, so we'll see if he's able to recover. We'll see if his image is, you know, gets tarnished. better after this uh-huh. or is tarnished after uh, the World Cup with the U.S. Women's National Team. So... Um, just we just gotta wait and see. Yeah, and he was criticized a lot for the tactics. He was criticized a lot for having an amazing generation of women's players at this World Cup and not being able to do anything with it. Yeah, in round of sixteen, really early for Sweden took them out in penalties, and it was Megan Rapino, it was Sophia Smith, it was Kelly O'Hara that missed their penalties. Um, I I think he was criticized a lot for having a rough transition from that past generation to the new generation, right? Um, Ex players coming out and saying like he's terrible, mm-hmm. like it just didn't look good in any way, shape, or form. So for him to get this job, it's just like he has to perform. Yeah, but it's a different ball game. Yeah, it, it is at club, right? Because you have you have what you have. You can't call up anybody with under that nationality, right? Like he doesn't have an endless pool of people. He has his team. He has to build something with it. 
and we'll see if he if he can transition well. We've seen some coaches transition amazing. We've seen some not so much. Um, and yeah, in Kansas City, uh, I I was having I was seeing this discussion on Twitter about whether Kansas City or whether St. Louis is the soccer capital of the U.S. Ooh. So this is another. Uh, it's so weird having them in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, because like, I don't know. Like why Kansas City out of all places? Why not like a Chicago? Well, the New York the the place that's named uh, that has the name apparently is St. Louis, soccer city, is soccer city in in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously they don't have hundred thousand uh, capacity stadiums. They don't have all the Latin influence like in L.A. Right, so it's I don't I don't really know honestly what it is. Apparently, uh, what I heard was that. That in that Missouri area, they had uh, one of the first um, big uh, centros de alto rendimiento for the U.S. men's national team. Would I go there and everyone's bleeding soccer? I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. I can see it somewhere like uh, like Columbus. Miami. Miami. I mean, if you go to Columbus, nobody's playing soccer on the street. Jesus, yeah. That's what I think of soccer capital of the world. Or soccer capital of the U.S. You got people playing the street? No. I could see that in Miami. I could see it in L.A. I don't even know if in New York. Fuck. Maybe. But, yeah. Anyways. A ver que. Next thing I want to call out, Club de Cuervos apparently making a comeback. By comeback, I mean joining the Kings League. I need to get caught up on everything Kings League. Because Same. I didn't follow it last season. I didn't think it was very noteworthy to even really give a shit about. <laughs> um, but apparently, Club de Cuervos is going to have their own team there full of probably influencers and washed up profe- uh, semi-professional soccer players. Yeah, this. so a little bit of background. If you guys don't know, Club de Cuervos is a Netflix show in Spanish um, that is about a soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pique announced this along with the two main uh, characters of the game or actors and saying that they're going to bring Club de Cuervos to life in this Kings League. That's pretty sick, though. It is it's freaking fun. sick. I like it. It's the like show if was amazing. It's, so. In all honest, honesty, it's like if Ted Lasso created a team for some semi-professional league, right? Like, that'd be fun, it right? And then Jason fun. Sudeikis was there coaching it or something, or if they got Danny Rojas in on it. It'd yeah. be fun, and but but if you guys haven't watched it, but you guys like soccer, you guys like soccer content, Club de Cuervos on Netflix, amazing show. It's a lot of drama. It's pretty similar to Ted Lasso, except not as uh, feel-good, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's more funny than feel-good. It's more like raunchy comedy as well. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of family drama with regards to owning a team, right? So it's not at the coaching level, it's the ownership uh, of a very small town team in Mexico, and it's just laughs. Throw on the subtitles, leave it in Spanish, learn a little bit of Spanish, but read read along. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just hope Hugo Sanchez comes in and we see him some somehow in this. this the project. the character, the, cr- the character. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. <laughs> um, did you see Gerard Piqué fall? Yeah, I did. So there was, just for the context, folks, there was a bit of a, I don't know, like a hype party where teams were being announced. People were being uh, lavished in wine and dine, and everybody was having a good time with Gerard Piquet and a lot of the people for Kingsley. And Gerard Piquet was going around, I don't know, partying it up. He was kind of like taking video of a certain area, starts walking, and then he falls off stage. Yeah. And he does almost like if you've seen Travis Scott falls at one of his concerts, it's the most hilarious thing because he he's auto tune singing and he falls. And you just hear, yeah, <laughs> it gave me that vibe because Piquet literally didn't even buckle his knees. He just fell straight down like he was on an elevator. He just like, yeah. goodbye, Piquet. Uh, but no, I thought it was hilarious. And he got all sad on Twitter saying, es que porque me pidieron un autógrafo. They asked me to sign a shirt. Okay. And he was just commenting to a tweet like that. And I was like, damn, bro, like you fell. Like, make it a joke. It's yeah, fun. dog. Like, you you're fell. good away. Yeah, you're like, good. You're chilling. Chill. Good marketing. Like, yeah, just, yeah, double down on it, dog. But homie seemed like he was upset that people were making fun of him. It's like, damn. 
Ever since Shakira, that fool's not the same, dog. It was a little, little man's ego. A little bit, yeah, a little bit uh, sensitive. All right, let's bring it on. Uh, one last note I actually wanted to talk about was I want to ask you, so I said an, an op-ed, a little okay. bit of your opinion. I would like a reflection of Inter Miami's season because, uh, in all honesty, because everything that we title with Inter Miami blows up on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because... I mean, we had we had the go. We had Messi here for a season, half a season, a third of a season, whatever. The expectation was that they could win it all, right? And Messi and and Co. Uh, they won League's Cup. Then they lost U.S. Open Cup final versus Cincinnati, and then they ended up not making playoffs. They actually were statistically eliminated before even the last game, right? Uh, and a lot of this came because. I mean, the ideal situation that happened, Messi got injured, and then he had to take some time away, right? He had to give a little bit more love to Argentina to get them to the World Cup, then to uh, Miami. Um, same with Jordi Alba. He got injured, wasn't always there. Busquets seemed to be the one that was always there, but you can't do everything yourself. Yeah. Um, but overall, what would you, how would you grade this season for Inter-Miami? Do you think it's a pass-fail? Do you think they did great? I think it was mediocre. Mediocre in a sense that it wasn't a complete failure because they won the the League's Cup, but it wasn't a complete success because he was expected to make playoffs at least, especially after winning the League's Cup. So I know he had his injury, like you mentioned, but I still felt like he should have gave more love to Miami because Argentina was is flying. Yeah. So you think so. he should have maybe, because it seemed like they were also uh, respecting his body and everything and like not trying to push him to get more injured, right? Yeah. Do you think he himself should have maybe gone up to Tata and been like, yo, put me in from the start. He went in as a sub one of the games, right? Like just put me in, kind of push my limits. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, especially because uh, he had – if he didn't make it, he still had that big off season. Like the MLS has a pretty big off season. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like if he was in Barcelona, he would have given that extra. But because he wasn't, he doesn't have that expectation, or in his mind, he doesn't need to. He didn't do it. Um, and you saw it also in the stadiums. Like people did not show up. Like it hurt all of Miami. Yeah, they lost a, a lot of money. Because people just stopped showing up when he wasn't there. Like, if they knew he wasn't going to play or when he was on international break, they just were not showing up. Yeah, so just he should have helped out a bit more. um, And they should have made playoffs, in my opinion. I mean, they were kind kind of in route, and then they lost to Cincinnati, and that's where he came on as a sub. Yeah. And it's like, okay, then if it was a must-win, all of these are must-wins. What's the difference between 35 and honestly starting him? Yeah. And then just letting him take hold of the game and then sub him out is yeah. honestly what my opinion is. Like, put him in at the beginning and then let him tire himself out a bit and then take him out. And then the game against Charlotte, they lost 1-0 and he played the whole game. And uh, that's what got Charlotte into the the wild card game that they have tonight. So it's crazy that they had to defeat Messi. Yeah. And it, they did it. Like, even having Messi just on the field, it it makes the defenders nervous. It makes people kind of be more alert and more, like, just jittery. Yeah. Trying to cover the guy or trying to look for him. Even though he just walks around, like, he knows how to find the space. He knows what pass to make or when to dribble. So he should have been playing a bit more. Like you said, if he's going to play 30 minutes, might as well put him in the start and go for 60. Mm -hmm. Right? You have that... After 45, you get that 15-minute break. Like, he can give you another 15. Or just go to 40. Or just sub him at halftime. Yeah. But, like, like, just bet on him putting something away early, and then you can just defend that lead, honestly. Um, but, yeah, and that didn't happen, and I think that's ultimately what ended up failing them. Uh, because before that, they were getting wins. They even beat LAFC. Yeah, And exactly. he got two assists in that game. Like, they were balling out before that. But I was watching even the documentary that they have on Messi on Apple TV Plus. If you guys haven't watched it, you guys should w- listen in. All the players, they were all like, just having him there makes us all better, right? Exactly. It makes us better. It makes the other team 
think about things and then they have to like spaces for us open up because he's on the field that Ben Benjamin Benjamin Kremasi guy he's killing the game all of a sudden gets call-ups right like sometimes you just got to put him out there and then just see what you can do what magic you can do and sometimes it's literally not even him doing things yeah I saw a video today he was literally walking around for like 10 minutes yeah they yeah somebody did a Somebody did a time lapse of Messi in this uh, in the last game of the season against Charlotte, where for a good at least five minutes, is just walking right, yeah. and we all know he does it, even from Barcelona days, right? That he walks around the field and that's kind of he gauges it, he rests, and then he fucking bursts, right? Yeah. But to see it time lapse like that, and that he did not, he didn't jog, no, he didn't sprint, <laughs> he was walking. Yeah, the ball would go from side to side, and he'd still be walking. Yeah. So it, it, it's just it's crazy. I've never been on a team with like a player like that, really. But <laughs> like, I'd be pissed. But you're like bought in as a the other ten. Yeah. That you have to run extra, that you have to cover certain positions because there's a you got the goat on your team, and he has to be fresh for when he gets the ball or whenever he wants yeah. to get in the game. Yeah. So it's just. In my opinion, that's why it's mediocre the whole season. Um, next season, they're expected to go deep into playoffs. Yeah, I would I would give them a little bit of wiggle room because they won League's Cup. They were all at their freshest. It's head-to-head elimination. Everybody had the chance to eliminate them, and they found a way to win it. That was like foreshadowing what it was. was just like Messi will find a way to win the game for you. Right. And uh, so I give them a little bit of wiggle room with that. But overall, the rest of it, they should have won U.S. Open Cup because it was one game and they lost it. No, not a passing grade for me either. All right. Let's take it around the leagues. Let's, let's talk about some scores. We got Champions League today and yesterday. A whole bunch of stuff happened. Manchester United finally got some positive news. They won 1 0 over Copenhagen. And the unlikeliest of heroes, which is a running joke on our show, they they had to pull it out for them. Harry Maguire got a goal. What's of, that? Out of all people, Harry Maguire. What? I mean, sometimes you, sometimes you just need your your real ones to come through and win the game for you, and he did. And uh, yeah, it was a corner and defender. He's super tall. He goes up great for headers, both defending and attacking, and. Ended up scoring the goal. He, he's there when you need him. And then Onana came in clutch for them. Last minute penalty save. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that penalty was kind of a soft penalty. It was a, it was um, a soft penalty. They marked it. And then while they're all arguing it out and checking VAR and confirming it, Garnacho yep. goes and does the Argentinian, the Latino thing. He goes and scratches up the penalty spot. Which we all know. If y'all don't know, I'm about to I'm about to put y'all on. What that is meant to do is so that the player who's gonna shoot slips. Yeah. In the best of cases, I guess, it's meant to throw the shooter off their game because they know that they can slip. Right. Yep. But he does it and generally the player that does that gets a yellow card, but he got away with it. Yeah, I was looking at it, and I was like, he's literally, Garnacho's literally doing this right in front of the ref. No, but the ref had, like, five players around him. But the line judge is right there, the line ref, and he didn't do anything. VAR is there, like. I mean, VAR's not going to call him for that. But, like, but like the banderados right there. Yep. And all he has to do is just, I don't know, click the button or just talk to the ref in his ear. Hey, give out hey, that silver tooth kid. Hey, it's a way que parece pinche Jamie Tart. He was scratching the ground like a dog. I see. <laughs> right? No, but I mean, nobody from the other team complained because they were all too busy trying to make it not a penalty. But yeah, the player that shot it didn't slip. So I don't really give Garnacho too much love as the savior. Um, but yeah, the player did throw it right at the perfect goalie height. Yeah. Mid to low level. Terrible penalty take. Um, as soon as the penalty was called, I was like, this is such a Manchester United thing to happen. It's like Last the minute. 90th, 90-something minute. I think the ref even said, game's over after, yeah. right? It's over. And, and 
unlikeliest of heroes, Onana, somebody who has been heavily criticized, who's made some bad mistakes in the past, in the previous Champions League games, finally redeems himself and mm-hmm. is the ultimate savior for them. But he told us this, dog. He said, I got things to work on, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to fix it, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to redeem myself, and we're gonna, it's going to be glorious. Yeah, but I and still. And he did that. I still don't rate him as a keeper. I mean, he, we all rated him under uh, uh, Inter. Yeah, but at Manchester United, he, he's done some, like, childish mistakes, like mistakes that should not be happening. Yeah, but now he's... We'll talk about a different keeper later on as well. He's vowing to fix them, and he's got he's got it going. Okay. But, no, yeah, Save I mean, PK I got to give him guy. his love, and I give him extra love because he's my keeper in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so I got to. I hope this helps him turn it around. God damn it. All right. Uh, Arsenal beat Sevilla 2-1. Mi Arsenal de mi corazón. Let's go. I think Arsenal did well against Sevilla. They looked like they were in control the majority of the game. I was surprised that Sevilla got a goal. Uh, I thought Arsenal was going to kind of give him a good little thumping. Uh, but um, I think overall, good performance by Arsenal. Put themselves back in first place in their group, which I thought their group is pretty easy for them to get first. Um, but, yeah, you had a note here. They've made a, a keeper decision. Yeah. And it's not Aaron Ramsdale. No, it's Raya. Raya, number one overall in Lee, number one Champions. overall in Champions. Where the hell is Ram still going to get any minutes? Is he going to get any minutes? Fun fact, he wasn't even on the bench what in the, the Premier League game over the weekend. So, hey, so Arteta is losing that guy. Yeah. The great keeper just to take him out like that, that's, so that's terrible for him. In the Champions League match yesterday, he was on the bench, Yeah, but you could take three keepers. Right, so who knows who was two, who was three, I don't know. But uh, over the weekend, yeah, they took a Hein, the Estonian, I think, keeper that they have as a backup. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. My first thought is that maybe Arteta was like, yo, we're going to split time here. I got another keeper. And then Homeboy's like, I don't rock with that. And then Arteta was like, awesome, I don't love that. And then you just start, you got your favorites, right? Doesn't help that. Raya is Espanol and Arteta is Espanol. I don't know. I wonder what's... I really want to be a fly on the wall there and figure out what the hell is going on because this is unacceptable in my opinion. Uh, I originally thought Ramsdale was going to be there until he made a mistake, until um, he gave an opportunity for Raya to come in and say, yo, like I'm going to take hold of this spot. But I felt like Arteta just gave it to Raya just out of... I don't know, like, he's my buddy. Like, here you go. I'm going to hook you so up. That's what it kind of felt like. Raya, I don't think, has had amazing performances either to say, like, oh, yeah, take it all away and give it to him, right? I don't think he's done anything above and beyond what Ramsdale was already doing before. Yeah. Even to the point where they can't even split. Yeah. Like, why isn't Ramsdale Champions League or why isn't he Premier League? Why isn't he one or the other? I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But I definitely don't rate Raya, in my opinion. No? No. Damn. I I did when he was at, what, Brighton? Where where was he? He was at Brentford. Yeah, he was better, but I just feel like now uh, he's a bit too nervous. He's just, if for me, more more than anything, it feels unfair. Got to show up for a big squad now. Yeah. But who's showing up? Martinelli. That amazing counterattack goal, I thought was a, uh, that, that was pretty sick. But I felt like Sevilla deserved the tie. That second so. half especially. No, I don't think so. They were playing their hearts out. They just were getting unlucky. That's the thing. No, I mean, You I don't know. win by... You can't, you can't just you can like, win oh, by I deserve it. I just deserve it. I, I, yeah, I get to win. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But what I'm saying is you guys were, were on the Discord senor. complaining that Sevilla were playing dirty. And I was like, how in the world... They always play with this in intensity. They always play with heart. Every time they play in the Europa League or in Champions League that I've seen, that's how they play. So why why are we complaining See, now? But in this competition, Champions League, the talent comes out. Let's go, baby. And Arsenal put two away, and Ar- Sevilla did not. Like That's just how it is, dog. Art. Yeah, I, I think they deserve the tie, but... 
I don't think so. Like you said, you have to score him. You do got to put him away. This this ain't Europa League anymore. This is the big boys now, Sevilla. Okay? Sortudos de que les dimos uno. Eh? Carones? No, no se crean. Tampoco. No es para tanto. Real Madrid be Braga 2-1 to one in that Yosemite-looking-ass stadium. That stadium is sick, low-key. Just because where it is? Yeah, just, just because just it messes that. with the environment? I mean, all just stadiums. Because it's, like, carved stadium. into a beautiful rock? I mean... It literally looks... You're right, though. All, all <laughs> them do mess with the environment. But just because it looks like Yosemite all around? Uh, but Jude Bellingham scored, per usual. Per usual. On 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 time on point. Best uh young player in the world? Best by far. Okay. Musiala. No, nope. no, I, nope. I, I saw people talking about Musiala being better. But that fool tweeted back saying, No, I'm not going to Arsenal. No, that was a fake page. mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the latest note, the latest and greatest. Santi Jimenez with the brace in his first Champions League match. Let's go. No Santi. competition is too big for this man. Hazme un hijo. Hazme un, hazme un hermano, cabrón. Hey, yo lo cuido, no le hace. <laughs> Chingue su madre. No, but Santi can do no wrong, man. Everything he touches is goal. 15 goals in eight matches. He got a, a goal called back. He's like, that ain't no problem, man. He's like, that ain't no problem. Next play, amo sopas, he scores. <laughs> and so. it's kind of become a thing where he scores right before being subbed out, right? He True. scored in like the 65th, and he got subbed down in the 67th. And he, He's like, hey, I see my sub warming up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me score a goal before hey, I head one out. Sec, one second, coach, one second. That boy, that boy. No, but even the the goal that he did score, I feel like he's he's been able to do that turn like that and I'll turn him, and then I'll shoot. Yeah, I've seen a couple goals uh, in league that he does it that way, and I'm just like, yo, he's perfecting that. That turn is becoming his thing. Yeah, uh, he did get a little bit lucky where like kind of got caught in his legs, put it to the side, and it's that nine that like luck of a nine, right? That like. You know where the ball is, and you can hit it from wherever, and he, yeah. he put it away. And same with the second. It was a rebound, and he happened to be onside. Mm-hmm. So right just, now he's on fire. He's that it guy right now. Nobody can stop him. All right, let's bring it on to the Premier League. Cesar, Spurs are at the top of the table. Who would have fucking thought? Jeez, the world's going to end tomorrow after that. For real. No, they, but Spurs. They figured out a good solution, and it's Richarlison not at the nine. It's like he's not I, – I personally thought, like, you, that fool's hella lazy. You just need to put him at the striker and hope he scores. Yeah, a little bit more on the left side because Madison's in the middle. Okay. And, and Son up top, and it's working. Yo, whatever this Aussie coach is doing, he's got to keep it doing. It just sucks that Kane left, and all of a sudden these guys are top of the table. Both of them, though. They are, Kane's true. killing it in, Bay- in Bayern. And now uh, Tottenham's doing okay. Maybe just had to go their own. But Bayern ways. is not top of the table. That's true. They're but third. But are they gonna be? I don't know. Stuttgart looking pretty good out here. That's not sustainable. <laughs> Let's talk sustainability. Cesar, is Spurs sustainable? Will they make top four? They'll make can, top four. Can they win it? No, I don't think they can win it. Arsenal was first and then they bottled it like <laughs> Calma te cabra. So, historically why did no. i just get why did i just catch a stray right now hey, bro i'm just saying you know tottenham uh, that should hurt uh the long run law of averages uh-uh they're gonna come they're come gonna right be top four for sure in my opinion just seeing how they're playing right now seeing the system seeing the players just enjoying themselves out there the coach the way he speaks he's out there uh, doing this thing, I just feel like they're going to be top four. I'm pretty sure in your predictions, you had them in six. I, I'm i pretty sure I did. <laughs> and it's not but things change, dog. Things All right. happen. People get injured, you know. All right. Quickly, Aston Villa, uh, they smashed West Ham over the weekend. Edson commits a penalty off of a very bad Paqueta pass. So I don't blame it all on Edson. But then Edson just goes full on. <laughs> like tackles of the guy. Like to the hip. That's Guaranteed gonna be a penalty, right? You try to you try to fucking slash at the ball and you go straight to the legs, take out the legs, penal. And he's like, Oh, oh, what'd I do? Vamos, chale. No fue penal. No fue penal, compa. Qué onda? All right. Uh City handled Brian pretty easily. 
And I don't even think people care about Holland that much anymore. It's the Julian Alvarez show. Yeah, everybody's on that boat. Julian just killing it también. Yep, exactly. So now my question to you, is it the Mo Salah show now in the Premier League again? Definitely. Is he top of the league? Because Holland is, I mean, you can't also deny Holland's respect because Holland has been scoring almost every game, yeah. right? But like the other people around him are doing more. But then Mo Salah is just doing it himself. A yeah, local. he's doing it himself. Um, it's the Mo Salah show again. He's finding ways to win by himself. He scored two in this last game against mm-hmm. Everton. Um, so I definitely rate him over Holland right now. He's in form. We got the North London Derby over the weekend. Arsenal had a comeback draw in that. Uh, I was scared. I know you were. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. In the Discord, I was sweating. Or maybe I was just quiet in the Discord. Uh, but, yeah, Arsenal was down 2-0. Cole Palmer from Chelsea was looking good. That was been looking good for the past Looking like games. a good steal from, from City. I don't know why they sold instead of loaned. Uh, but yeah, they just got too many players. They're just like, okay, well, like, toma, dame 20 bottles. And then they're like the Chivas. Palmer goes to another club, and all of a sudden he's killing it. Um, but yeah, but thankfully, Robert Sanchez is on Chelsea, and he gave a beautiful through ball right into uh Declan Rice for him to smack it in the corner. Oh, and then Leandro Trossard got the second one off of a off an amazing pass from Saka that got me some points in fantasy, baby. Let's, let's go. Let's go. How many points did you get? I got shit. Th- I got second. No, I got like third or fourth this oh. past week. But I got some good points. I think I got like 66. I think I got like 73. Some Salah like like gave me 30. Let's go. Oh, you captain him? Yeah. Me too, baby. Let's go. Like, oh, That's the only it. reason why I was out there. Um, but no, the big drama everyone was talking about the last play of the game. Gabriel Jesus got completely taken out by uh, Robert Sanchez, who just was not running out of ways to mess up the damn game for Chelsea. Uh, but Robert Sanchez goes straight into him, very similar to Onana a couple games ago when he started that run of messing everything up. And uh, he took out Gabriel Jesus, but Tomiyasu headed the ball in front of Gabriel Jesus. And everyone's like, how did they not review it? He completely took out one player. What's going on? They didn't go to VAR. What I've been hearing is that um, I saw people saying that they were going to come out and apologize for not checking. But I also saw people saying, like, because Tomiyasu got the ball, made reason why uh, Robert Sanchez went in to hit it, and he took out somebody else instead. Yeah, so... I think the logic there is because if Tomiyasu wasn't there, he would have been able to hit the ball. And then the person that Tomiyasu was part of the Arsenal team, so he he got a chance to go for it. But Kusumueva, no? Quien? Tomiyasu? But then Robert Sanchez would have punched the ball. He would have still taken out Gabriel Jesus, but he would have got the ball. So Era penal. All right, let's take to La Liga. Barcelona won 1-0. Over Athletic Club, and they got another kid killing it. 17-year-old La Masia product. How do you even say his name? Mark Gui. Gui. Yeah, another La Masia product comes on, and he gets a goal only two touches in. Yeah, man. Imagine debuting with Barcelona, like people to Samores, La Masia product, and scoring within two touches. Insane. The scenes. And all these fools debuting look the same. They same do. damn haircut. Like <laughs> Bandy, almost like Gavi all look the same. Yeah, almost like Ricky Pooch, like a little like copy and paste. It's like back in high school when all the football players would go blonde. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the same thing. Literally like the a same thing. thing wait. Yeah, and with that, Barcelona are still undefeated in all competitions, but they got Real Madrid this weekend. So como les va. Speaking of Real Madrid, they tied 1-1. Versus Sevilla, Sergio Ramos got a little bit of uh, some payback there. Yeah, he was heated. Yeah, that dude he he defends Sevilla with his with his freaking heart, dog. Yeah, I think he didn't do it as much in PSG, but now that he's at Sevilla, he's like, it's my hood, bro. Yeah, nah. I don't care if we were teammates before. Ahorita no, cabron. <laughs> I don't give a. Uh, let's move on to Germany. Bayern won three to one over Mainz. 
Uh, Kane got a goal, but they're still in third. Stuttgart, your Stuttgart de tus corazones, they won 3-0 over Union Berlin, dude. They're winning against teams that were, like, solid last season. So Union Berlin was, like, first for, like, eight eight weeks last season. Mm. Uh, your boy Gurasi scores again, 14 goals in eight games. That's insane. 14 goals in eight games, bro. Not as good as Santi. How many does he 15 have? 15 in eight games. Ooh. Put some respect on his name, dog. Gangster. For real. And then Leverkusen beat Wolfsburg 2-1. to one. And they're still at the top of the league. Los Shabby boys. La Shabby neta. The yeah. real one. Too many Shabby netas out here. For real, neta. In the Netherlands. Let's take it there. Ajax lost again against Utrecht. 4-3. to three in, in the, the 90th last, minute. Yeah, in the last minute. <laughs> they're in relegation zone. And they fired the manager. Five points in seven games. Ajax. We're talking about Ajax. I'm telling you, dude. They, I don't know. They, maybe they forgot to just sign players, and they just got so caught up on selling and selling and selling and, and making selling. money. And they were like, money, money, money. I hope they're sitting on mounds of cash right now. Well, they gotta put it to work because if they keep being in relegation zone in winter, they're gonna Se bring out the ir. checkbook. Se les va a hundir el barco. Feyenoord won 4-0, and Santi scored because he's scoring everywhere, dog. What else is new? What else? You guys should see the Discord. We're just going to have, like, a tractor, like, a legit, like, a, a bot in there when Santi scores because it's every game. Yeah. I see the facilito. Uh, PSV won 3-1 over Fortuna Citard, and uh, they're perfect, no? They're perfect, yep. 27 out of 27 points. And Chucky's the same no matter what team he's in. He's just he's just there. Average. He's there. And you're like <laughs> you check foot mob and you're like an assist next to his thing, a goal. Nah. And it's always just a yellow card. <laughs> it's like he left PSV he and then he became like Yeah. He became it's just like he's like, a I mean, even with Napoli, we're all like, dude, like what's not on the stat sheet is how much he runs, how much he fights for the ball, recovers, right? But like también danos un golecito. Porfa, un assist, algo. Like, make it a highlight. Give me a dribble and then hit the post or something. But lately, he hasn't been performing. Yeah, Malik Tillman has been getting assists and goals. He didn't in this game because he came on as a sub. But every game, algo, algo, no, lecha. All right, let's take it to CONCACAF, Liga Mekis. America beat Santos 4-3. to Let's go. That was the coming back of Carlos Acevedo. Uh, he had amazing saves. I saw that. They always look way more dramatic than they probably need to. Dude, they do. I'm just like, did he really need to jump and do that twirly thing and almost break his hand, his elbow? No. <laughs> and his hair's flowing. Yeah, and then he like, se lo acomoda once he gets back up. And it's just like, bro, like, nice save, yeah. but fuck, dude, that must have yeah, hurt. You didn't really have to do all that. Yeah, it kind of gives those Osvaldo Sanchez vibes. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know, it just makes better for la farandula, for sí. the, for Martinoli when he's covering the games to be able to yell shit. But yeah, no, yeah, your, Amer your America just, they just can't lose. Nope. And La Cima is too cold. They didn't even have Diego Valdez. They don't, and they're still producing. Hey, hey. ¿Y qué dice tu jardinero? Jardinero es saying, yo guys, like a la prensa, he's like, yo guys, uh, we had uh, la América kept their head up, even though we went down in the first minute, um, and we just have that resiliency, so we came back and came back, and then in the, I think it was like the 80th minute, um, Sende has puts it away, and it's just, this is América. We find a way to win, and we're we're just a bunch of winners here. Y ese güey que sabe apenas llegó. Hey, pero desde Brasil, desde Brasil, sabe He knew that. que la América es el grande en México. Damn. That fool, co who did, that fool coached Sao Paulo yeah. in Brazil. Damn. Bad. And the U23s, U22s. He won gold with them. Fuck. No wonder they got him in México. Más ahí agarran los güeyes. Tigres had a comeback win versus Cruz Azul. Uh, that was a good game. Pinche golazo de Antuna. Antuna se echó un golazo de volea, de cruzo mala para acá y te la regreso así, vámonos. Y yeah, then I, once I score, I turn to the camera with a big old smile because I made it this time. No, but Antuna legit has been gaining his confidence 
regaining that level of play that he was at before, um, putting away golazos. That's how we we started to know him, right? Nobody really knew him at Galaxy, and then he broke through the Mexican squad and was giving assists or goal or scoring goals every game with Mexico. Yeah, yeah. and he's getting back to it. Uh, he seems more efficient, confident. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like he seems like his play is maturing. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing glimpses of it, but now in this game, I was like, "Yo, like, yo, I might have to take this full serious." I know, but I wonder who it is. They have a situation ship happening at Cruz Azul with the coach. They might get the Ococa apparently. Like, did he really? Is he starting to mature through Jimmy Lozano the couple times that they've been together? That's a good shout. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's TikToks. Our TikToks calling him out. Our pod. <laughs> and we do have a running joke in the Discord, folks, that if you talk shit about Antuna because he's a brujo, <laughs> they call him el brujo, that he'll score a goal immediately. And it kind of has happened. Yeah, but Tigres are Carioca with another banger también. <laughs> and I feel like that's the only way this who scores is with bangers. Yeah, he only has, I think he has less than, less than seven or so goals with, with Tigres. And all of them have been bangers. And in the biggest of moments. Yeah. So, I mean. Good he, for him. Bro. He's there when you need him. But, yeah, my Chivas beat Puebla. And they're still chugging along. Yeah, I feel like it's the old Chivas again just finding a way to win. Because Puebla had a lot of great, um, like, chances on goal. Mm-hmm. Like, some were com- coming off the bar. Others, the goalie was only saving them. So, I feel like Puebla deserved a goal early on especially. But Chivas doing the good old Chivas just finding a way to win. But yeah, watch all back in net. Yeah. Uh, because um, El Tala, the other dude, uh, got injured last game and he came back in. Um, so we're getting some familiar faces back after I think uh, the coach kind of was trying to refresh stuff in there. Will we get Alexis back? Will we get Chicote back? Apparently, we'll see soon. Um, Necaxa. Lost four to zero. We usually don't cover Nakaxa, but the reason why I wanted to call it out is because they had two own goals in this game. One by Alexis Pena, who, I mean, has been killing it as a center back. I'll give him his props lately. But then they uh, they had a debut. Seventeen year old Arath Moreno. He comes in the game immediately for some reason. Tries to give a ball back to his keeper from the middle. Gives it bouncing and hits it over the keep. Goal. Auto golazo. Yeah. I felt really bad for the guy. Even the referee kind of like goes up to him and kind of like gives him like a half-assed hug. Just saying like, it's okay, my boy. It's okay. Just nothing my this. Nothing my this. Just keep it going. I was just like, bro, like, that just sucks. Debuting. Yeah. You see the two sides of the coin. Earlier we were talking about the Barcelona debut, 17-year-old, and now the Necaxa debutant. And one royally fucks up, and the other one gives his team a win. It's just... Yeah. It's a it's a <laughs> night and day thing. It is... That's the debut of your nightmares. That's literally, as a soccer player, you wake up at night, and you're just like, oh, uh, uh, and what happened was you scored an own goal like that minutes from coming into the game, and he literally did that. And I don't, I don't know if the coach will have mercy on him and wants him to continue to play, uh, but it could be um, the end of the road for him yeah, with ho- the professional squad. Yeah, hopefully it's not. Hopefully he learns and he tough, toughens up because this is the only way he can like recover from this is just say mentally I'm stronger because that happened to me. But oh, it's just like a really tough thing to do to come back from that. Yeah, in modo. All right, Cesar, let's bring it on home. Let's give the people something to watch over the weekend. Okay, so I'm going to start in France. We got Marseille against Lyon. Lyon is dead last with three points in nine games. They haven't scored in any of their last three away matches, and Marseille is ranked third at home. So it's dire need for Lyon to make any points here. That's El Choc de Olympique. It's a classico in France because they're both Olympique. Marseille, Olympique, oh, Leon. Si, ya ves, hablo francés, güey. Oh. Hablo los lenguajes oui, del amor. Oui, oui. Si, a oui, oui. Oui. Si. <laughs> All right. Um, in the Premier League, we got United versus City. We got the City Derby. Uh, can United ride that high from Champions League into a domestic league win? 
a big upset is what that would be. I'm going to take it to Rome, to Serie A. We got Inter versus Rome. Rome with many injured players, but can can they take away some points from Inter, who sit top of the table? In Spain, we got El Clásico. Everyone's going to be watching that. Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Jude came off with a bit of a of an injury with Real Madrid. I think they were more than anything trying to keep him good for the weekend. Uh, will he come through and score again? Can Barcelona's youth pull through with the, all the injuries that they have? It's going to be a good one to watch. Keeping it in Italy, we got Napoli against AC Milan. You got AC Milan, who's in second, and Napoli, who's in fourth. Usually, Napoli's been scoring two goals per match, but AC Milan have been really good at home. So we'll see who takes the points at the San Siro. In Liga Mekis, we got Chivas versus Tigres. It's going to be played at El Estadio Jalisco instead of El Estadio Akron because we got the weekend coming through for a concert. Oh, shit. And it's going to damage the field so much they won't have enough time to get it back up to the league standards that they just moved over to Chivas' old home. Uh, the memes on Twitter are saying someone will finally fill El Estadio Jalisco <laughs> uh, because apparently Atlas doesn't really open for sale the uh, upper, upper level, and they are for this game because they're expecting a full sellout. It's a repeat of La Final. Keeping it in Mexico, I got Monterrey against America. America will travel to Monterrey and face off against El Tano's team. Monterrey is ranked first in most points at home, but America has the most amount of goals scored on average. Uh, we'll see who takes the three points in El Estadio de Acero. Last one that I got in Serie A de Brazil, we got Corinthians versus Santos. Two historic clubs in Brazil. They're both floating around that relegation zone. Uh, Santos is currently in relegation, uh, but they've never been relegated ever. Historically, one of only three in Brazil with Flamengo and Sao Paulo that have never been relegated. So something's got to give between the two. Imagine Santos being relegated. That'd be insane. And lastly, in the MLS, we got Philadelphia Union against the New England Revs. Philly's been unbeaten at home in their last seven, and the Revs are winless away from home in their last seven. Um, this is for playoffs. All right, Cesar, that's all that I had. Uh, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed our tailgate if you guys came out with us. Uh, keep keep an eye out for our, our uh our recap video, our hype video of what happened, how we all got down. Uh, we hope you guys love our content. We're really starting to revamp and uh, get ready for the new year, planning ahead. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming. We'll start uh, giving you guys a little bit more of a taste just because we like keeping you guys involved along the path. Uh, but just know we're still working. Um, if you guys haven't already, please subscribe. Please share with a friend that likes soccer. Make them sur subscribe so that we can keep growing more people. That's how we get seen by more people. Um, and we're just going to keep growing together. Uh, we got a lot of people joining the Discord just recently, so it's going to get even more fun in there. Uh, and, yeah, just come out and have a good time with us. Yeah, and we appreciate all of you who did come out. Um, I hope you guys had fun. I know we did. We we got a little bit too, too much fun, but... No, uh, keep an eye out for uh, things we have. We might give you a, a sneak peek here and there. Uh, but next year is going to be a big year for us, so get ready. All right, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.